0: hello good morning morning. or good afternoon rather music is not playing hello good afternoon afternoon. welcome to the show this is my first time here and um today i'll be hosting the show for the fpl manual this is called the fpl manual podcast unfortunately my background is hello everyone welcome to the show the fpl manual podcast i'm your host Adiwali additional and you can call me the fpl manual so as a way of introduction um i'll quickly Try and introduce myself to my new listeners here and let you know more about me, then who we'll head straight into the show. So, this is my first show here with you guys as and um as I said, my name is Adiwali Abishino. I come from Nigeria. Um I'm an accountant by career, and just an FPF enthusiast like all of you here. And i want you guys to enjoy the show i'm here to share my you know my ideas my highlights for you guys to know um how we proceed for the show going forward and um for those that are just joining us welcome to the show feel free to connect with us live and send in your comments uh or and we'll, we'll get to answer your questions live on the show Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. <clears throat> Alright, let's get into it. Um, starting the show, first of all, I didn't start the season, I didn't start this podcast earlier this season, so I will have to do a recap of gimmicks one to three and you know give you guys um some kind of highlights on, on what you have missed from gaming one to three in the Premier League. So, game one, we had um, a rush of adrenaline to the stadium where we have fans returning back to the stadium and um, there were some big results there like Manu beating Leeds 5-1, Chelsea winning 3-0 to Crystal Palace, um, Musala returning back to the stadium and opening where he scored again five times in a row on the first match of the season against Norwich 3-0 and Tottenham beating Spurs 1-0, a very shocking result. So, then we proceed to Game 2, where we see Liverpool um, win 2-0 to Burnley. Man City being brilliant, winning Norwich 5-0. Arsenal, again, having a very bad result against Chelsea, losing 2-0. And West Ham winning Leicester, a 10-man Leicester team 4-1. Then, last game week, um, it started with Man City winning Arsenal 5-0. Norwich losing 1-2 to Leicester, Um, it's a big result there. We saw a 10-man Chelsea squad hold Liverpool for, I think, about 45 minutes, which ended in a draw, and Manu beating Wolves 1-0. So this is basically the summary of what happened um, week one to three i just picked a little bit of features there to to give guys kind of highlights and what you have missed so far so that is it um now going forward um basically the podcast is just um to elect you guys on fpl um who to bring in who to why card is it, is it time to white card the introduction of ronaldo into the league Hurricane staying at Tottenham. These are big, big decisions going forward. So that's why we're here. So after the recap, um, I basically we'll basically go into our teams. Cristiano Ronaldo signed for Man U, I think close to the deadline, deadline day of transfer deadline day, and it's cost a huge you know. Upright among the football football nation like football fans football twitter was crazy everybody was shouting ronaldo is back ronaldo is back and we got to see him wear his number nine number seven jersey for man united and it looks so pff, electrifying like everybody's happy fans are tripping in trying to get in the jerseys one by one and there's this whole factor coming to fpo like what do we do with ronaldo this, um, as he stands, I think he has over a million transfers. Yeah, he has over a million transfers in the league so far, and he has not even had a single kick of the ball. So, there are questions being asked What do we do? Is it, do we bring him in on free transfer? Do we take a hit to bring him in? Does this mean Bruno is no more appealing based on penalty? Because we know Ronaldo is like the penalty taker for Portugal, even when Bruno is on the pitch. Does this mean um, Bruno is no more a good fantasy asset at 12 million? These are the questions I'll be answering to you guys today. So, back to Ronaldo, um, he has 1.2 million transfers so far. And on the other side, Bru- um, Bruno has about 717 transfer out. So, you can see the positive and negative going on there. A lot of guys are selling Bruno. I think he had the price drop from 12.1 to 12.0. Why? everyone is rushing in on bringing in Ronaldo why is everyone bringing in Ronaldo? one his next he returned back to United this week I think there were videos of him training um at you I saw I saw on my United Twitter page of him training on the on the pitch it's you know the players are available there and he looks he looks fit he's called um he broke the current international record which is count for his country and he he was suspended after he took his shirt off so that um, you know made him report quickly back to um the Man united training ground is will he start game week four now that's a big question i've seen a lot of opinions um left and right about now starting and um, first of all um i'd like to acknowledge that the coach um oligone associate said that um He's bringing Ronaldo to score goals. He's not bringing him to sit on the bench. So, even though um, there are a lot of comments of whether he will start or not, I think looking at the situation based on the fact that he reported back to the training early to, you know, um, train with his new teammates and having a good fixture like Newcastle who have considered a lot of goals, considered four goals to West Ham the first game. I think they considered to Southampton in a draw and so in the kind of shaky defence looking at that and looking at the fact that um, Man United have struggled to score, not really struggled because the first game they scored a lot of goals 5-1 but they have not been consistent in pumping those goals as expected like when Man City won 5 4 5-0 back to back so looking at that factor I don't think Ole will want to bench his, one of the best players in the world in what football i don't think he will want to do that so for me personally i think we'll start i saw an opinion of um, ben Dinery, an injury expert who gives updates on injury and we'll get to all those later but he said something that he doesn't think ronaldo will start because uh because of how many you have started the season with you know Pogba on the left um bruno on the right i think it was was it that james i said bruno on the right bruno in the middle rather i think it was danny james on the right also and greenwood up front he made mention that um, greenwood has been so consistent so far and it would be insane for any manager of any level to bench greenwood and i agree with him but i think just to add to his opinion i think bruno or rather greenwood will move to the right on the right flank and ronaldo will stay up front as the main line. Although there is the Cavani who didn't travel with his country and is available, but I don't think anyone... I think the Mayu fans will be interested in that stadium that day. like... I was joking my friends on the WhatsApp group chat. I was like, if it's possible for Mayu fans to climb the roof of the stadium just to see Ronaldo play this weekend, it, they will do that. That is how important the game is for them. Surely a home game. It's just this nostalgic feeling that Ronaldo is back. So do you need to bring in Ronaldo that is a big question now on a free transfer on a wire card or on a hit so I think it depends if you have two free transfers you can easily bring in Ronaldo by taking out a premium Mifid asset like perhaps Bruno and if you own the likes of Ings in your squad you can take Ings and Bruno out and bring in ronaldo and you passed it like maybe Traore, which which whose features are looking very good or oh, smelly or even fernal torres the new man city actually first nine that is playing that position scored two goals and again an assist against us now so you could bring in one of those you know one of those players who could have um, a very good performance going forward so now that is just that Ronaldo. So, back to the topic at hand here. Game week 4 preview. Is it time to white card? Now, this question, to me, I feel is a subjective question. Um, there is no particular time for someone to white card. There's no, like, rule and regulation that, okay, um, FPL managers, we are all agreed. That game eight we are going to write card or game twelve we are going to write card. I don't think there's any particular time. I think it depends on the, every manager on their team. If you look at your team, some someone like me now, maybe I will want to write card because I don't like the way my I started my season. Started with maybe maybe say let me assume I started with 30, 40, 70 points, and I'm like, like 5 million ranking. I would not like that. I want to, you know, finish high. So I would, I would choose to work card. Maybe someone will prefer to... I don't like the way my shape or my team is looking like. I don't like this 4 photo formation. I prefer a back three with, you know, five main or three, four, three. I want I want to get more attacking options like the likes of Karen Levy, the likes of Banford, the likes of Jimenez going forward. So I would work hard. So it, to me, white right now is kind of... A subjective decision based on you look at your team what is what do i want to achieve going forward if i wire card now who are the assets i'll quickly bring in to get points and if i don't white card when do i want to play this wire card so that is a big question here so personally um before i even i would like to um point out you know he's from nigeria yes my country Nigeria. and he was fortunate to get about 110 points game one then game two um 97 then he white carded after game two which was you know he looked very you are among the top 1,000. Why would you want to wild card now? And he wild card in game 2, and guess what? He finished with... He's captain Vardy, and he finished with about 100 points also. And he's Tomato number two in the world. So someone like that guy now is like, you can't be advising him, don't waste your wild card now. Wait till game week 7 when, you know, there's a fish swing for the likes of Chelsea, for the likes of maybe Mount City, for the likes of... No. That's why I said, to wild card is very subjective. Don't let anyone convince you or, or confuse you rather to make a decision you don't want to make. So if you look at your team and say, okay, I don't like um, Simicast. is going to drop in value. I want to get our one million profit. Um, I would love to bring in Jota later because Firmino could be out. I would love to change my 4.5 striker to you know the likes of Camilleri. Then it's time to work out for you. But if you feel your team is good enough. Um, no many injuries like um affecting your team. You you can just um leave it and maybe make a free transfer and move forward with it. So that is that is the answer to the question whether we should white card now or not. So now, our next topic here. Um, is who do we bring on white cards? For example, let's say I'm playing my white card this this game week. Game week four starts next weekend. This a few days away, two, three, four days. Three days, um, about three days away from the game before starting. So, if I want to wire card, who do I bring in on wild card? Now, I have a list of players who I think. For anyone who's wire carding, they should really, really, really consider. But first, before I link these players, let's look at the teams that have very favor very favorable pictures going forward. So. I'll start with Arsenal. I think Arsenal have a huge fixture swing going forward. Their first game week was um, against Brentford, which they lost. In fact, they didn't score a single goal in the month of August, which was oh, terrible. Very, very terrible. Like, not a single goal in the month of August. But we can understand because um, after the Brentford game, which was, was they were supposed to have won. They faced Chelsea, very good informed Chelsea team and Lukaku ran through their defense and um they faced um uh, Man City game three and was a very emulating loss. Apologies, uh, I I send my um apologies to Arsenal fans. It will get better very soon. So looking at Arsenal futures, Arsenal have very good features going forward, very, very good features. Um we quickly check, yeah. So their next game is against Norwich, the next two Norwich and Burnley. Norwich at home, Burnley away. Then before they, you know, play Tottenham in Game Week in Game Week um, 6. So the next three games is very, very good. And heading forward, they have a lot of easier fixtures. So we have Norwich Game Week 4, we have Burnley Game week 5, we have. I think Tottenham is a bit tough but they're at home so they should have their home advantage game week six, game week 7 they play Brighton away from home and game week 8 they play Crystal Palace so if you look at this next set of fixtures, so we have Norwich Burnley Brighton Tottenham and Palace so that's only one top fixture like a top team among these next five games so, looking at those set of games, having an Arsenal player, even though form doesn't really support them, having an Arsenal player going forward might be one of your things to consider in a wildcard team. Especially in their defence, because it looks like they will start getting clean sheets soon. So, what Arsenal player should I bring to my team now? Um, I have, I think I have four or five players you could consider. Um, my first, the first option there is Bukayo Saka. Um, the Arsenal player priced at six point five was, you know, nominated or rather given best Arsenal player of the season last year, and he has proved his words, and I think he will see the space in the team, even despite attackers, you know, coming rotations, because it looks like he's going to rotate between Saka and Smith Rowe, Odegaard and you know Pepe. So. Saka could be on the left today, he could be on the right next week. He could be on the left wing back, depending on the shape. But I think he'll stay more up front because of Tierney. Tierney is just like that, left back they need. So Tierney will not be playing like center back anymore. So Saka is like one of the best players you can pick. And 6.5, very cheap, go for him. Um, The next player on the list, on Arsenal, I think um, Tierney, who is 4.9? 4.9 now is a very you know good option going forward because of his attacking you know inputs he he delivers he delivers a lot of crosses into the box for um Arsenal now anytime they attack anytime they go forward Chen is like one of those players in fact he operates more as a winger if you ask me because he runs down the flank or into the box 18 and crosses the ball to the likes of um about and Galakazir to finish so 10 is a very good option um a very popular option again is Ben White who is priced at 4.4 now although it looks like his price might fall again I think if you have Ben White you should not sell because um because of those fixtures Ashna will surely get um um one or two clean sheets going forward and It seems to be like his feet because um I think the last time he didn't play after the Brentford game, he contracted COVID and had to quarantine for like two weeks. But during the international break, um he has able to play a um behind doors friendly for Arsenal and train. So him, I think Gabriel too is back. So with these options coming back, Arsenal Arsenal defense will get stronger. And I think the last option I'll call is um Smith Row. I, personally, I love to have Piss in my team because of that cheap price, that five point four M price. And that price is just so solid. But I'll prefer to have him as a fifth midfielder rather than a fourth midfielder because, as a fifth midfielder, I can I can be able to not push myself much or hit myself much if he's rotated with the likes of Odegaard. But as a fourth midfielder, I would say no because. I need a lot of value in that midfield, I can't rely on only 3 midfielders, I need more for my midfield. So, if I'm playing a 3-5-2, I'll put in um, Smith Rowe as my first midfielder. So, that is Arsenal. Um, so one of the things again to wildcard is Wolves. Wolves too were one of the most unlucky teams in the first three game weeks. They also scored no goals, of which they played um, Tottenham. He played um is it Leicester and which other team can I remember now they didn't score any goal? so this is I think this is due to the fact you know new manager they didn't really change much they only added a few additions I think um it just it was just all down to poor finishing um but nonetheless there's a lot of you know there's a lot of green lights going forward on their their fixture difficulty is very very looking very very good looking very very excellent we have a likes of shari at 6 million available to me personally if I was going to pick a player for most I think I'll focus more on defense rather than the attack now even though the attack looks convincing I don't seem to trust shari because I mean the guy just loves running but when it's time to you know give us that final thought product he just he's just lacking it and it's funny because he has an expected goal of, I think, 1.2, 1.5. So that's like in a game, he's expected to score at least one goal or two. But he doesn't ever convert. I've seen a big chance where he missed against Ziloris in the top nine game. And I was pretty disappointed. Like, why? Why will you miss such a thing? So, personally, I prefer to go for a wolf defender like likes of Semedo, also at 4.9 million. Same price of Tini and he also offers attacking return in assist. so in case Wolves were to start scoring which they will um i think sir Sa- uh sorry that semedo would be a very good option at 4.9 um there are some cheaper options there there's Kuma, there is um you know koadi 4.5 um uh, willy bully returns so maybe one of those defense you can consider them at 4.5 but don't really expect more than clean sheets because they don't really attack or You know score from set pieces as they used to so i would rather go for you know a 4.9 um nelson semedo may feed electro but i don't trust him to start scoring maybe he will start scoring soon maybe not jimenez jimenez is kind of the best option but he has not really been himself so far I saw a statistics he has an expected um goal you know xd of 0.7 which is not bad but looking at his stats for the first three games 12 shots and only a single shot on target i think for a very nomadic striker that is kind of disappointing looking at how he had a very good season, it's very disappointing and his price that if he's dropped his price that 4.7.9 uh, so it's a very good price, but I'll 7.4. Sorry, apologies. 7.4. I was missing this price with the Bamford price. 7.4. But the stats are not encouraging. So until I see Jimenez firing, I'm not I'm not really considering it as an option. So my best option for Wolves right now is Semedo and their goalkeeper, you which I made who it looks like that kind of keeper that even if he doesn't bring in much you know attacking return because he's a goalkeeper clean sheets he's you know he's going to give us you guys clean sheets saves he's very good in making saves. i saw him make a double save when i watched the highlights of tottenham uh, moves against um he likes of sun and you know bergway so um your sister is a very good option going forward for wolves so wolves if you want to pick a new asset um on your white card we have Wolves, Sa, Semedo, that is defense. We have Arsenal, you can also consider White. Then Everton. Everton have a very good set of features going forward. They play Bonnie in their next game. I think Kamenlev is a very good option. Lewis is a very good option this year. Three goals in three. Yes, he scored in every game so far. And he's on penalties. There was a single... There was, I think there was an argument between him and and um, Charleston last weekend for who will take the penalties but he, um, you know the older players experienced player later told Charleston to drop the ball for this year so it looks like he's the official pen taker and uh, Rafa Benitez also confirmed this that um in case maybe there's a second penalty then Charleston will be the person that will take it so this year on pens on good form Although there's a kind of, you know, injury doubt on him. He, he, he you know, he drew from the call-up that, um you know, England offered um, to play for his country. He drew from the call-up to heal from a toe injury. But, I mean, it's been two weeks. A toe injury should not be that serious. So I think he'll be fit. And his game again is not even on Saturday. It's like it's on Monday. So he's one of those players who you will consider, on your, if you are playing a 3 four, 3 formation, to have in your front three, to you know, Give you those goals and with those fixtures and those cons and a little bit of consistency, maybe he will score 20 plus goals. Never can tell. Everton seems to be doing very well again, uh, you know, in this Rafa Benitez, you know, high press kind of team. So, this year it's a very good option going forward. So, another option in Everton could be the at 5.5. Personally, I'm not a fan of the I mean, he shows from previous times when he was at Leicester. Yeah, he has this little bit of inconsistency in him. But if you like him at that point, uh, you know, at that price, 5.5, very good option. You can bring him in. Then players to bring in on wildcard I think also players to consider is also um, is from the team of Leeds. Leeds have very good fixtures going forward. I think as Sides game week four that they play Liverpool. Yes, they play Liverpool at home, by the way. And I think there was a the record last season that they set they played the top six teams without having a single loss at home at home though not away so i know they considered 6-1 away last season to my co. but at home they have a very good home record against the top six teams. but that was last season i think they drew to man city i think they drew to liverpool too last season so this is the new season but looking at that home advantage and this time with fans in the stadium possibly liverpool could find it hard to win i don't know working on a record basis i don't know but i think it's, a, it's also going to be a game to watch because they will want to show their quality in front of their fans so looking at leads next game gaming for liverpool after that they travel to uh, newcastle to play they play newcastle then another home game against West Ham, and um there's, there's so many good fixtures. The next game against Wolves, they have, Watford, rather, they have good fixtures. So Rafinha is on top of that list. At 6.5 million, he didn't travel to play for his nation, in which, um, all the you know, the quarantine rules are affecting the Brazilians and others from South American nations. His feet, his training, I think Rafinha at 6.5 is one of those assets you have to, you know, have nailed in your team. Um, it's very, very good. It's very, very cheap also bamford um patrick bamford at 7.9 he's the you know he's our front man he he i think he's on penalties also it was a little bit of battle between him and click last season but i think now he's the official taker. so looking at these features uh, i think he also scored liverpool the first game of the season last season um last year if you can remember the first game that liverpool won 43 um where it was the goal scorers were um bamford harrison and click yeah for both or for Leeds rather so bamford is very good option personally i see him as a differential because of his ownership you know 12.5 12.5 percent and that's very good you know so if you're looking for a differential and you can just pick bamford from Leeds, he's going to you know get rolling some get more goals he scored one against Burnley last weekend so definitely he's going to be you know behind the goals that i prefer him over rafinha because of this factor the penalties and and basically you know um his ability to score penalties he's, he scored got 17 goals last season so he was the top goal scorer so even if rafinha would give me the goals and the assist i just want that focal point that focal point is what i need so if you're joining us live welcome to the show um you have not missed much this is um the fpl podcast so feel free to chat with me sending your comments sending your questions i'll be answering them live so we're talking about gaming four. is it time to wild card are you playing your wild card who do you want to bring in so we're discussing that so if you have anything to say you know join into the chats and we'll discuss here if you have any questions keep them up there's a session for live Q&A in the show we'll answer them quickly so now, um, just to wrap it up quickly, because I've been close to 30 minutes, i also like to touch on things to, you know, consider when you are playing your wild card. Um, I think, personally, I, I'll go with Chelsea also. Even though their next three games, there's a little bit of, you know, the next game against Aston Villa at home. then They play is it Tottenham and Chelsea, Man City. Of which, um, in terms of clean sheets, Chelsea have the one of the best defense in the league, hands down. Let's not even let's not even go there. Like they have one of the best defense in the league. They get a clean sheet against Arsenal. I mean, it's Arsenal, do but a clean sheet is a clean sheet. So looking at the officials going forward, if you are going to play, if they are going to be on a wild card, I think for the longer term, you should consider bringing a Chelsea defender. And if I was to bring a Chelsea defender, who would I bring? Um, I think personally, I'll go for Rudiger at 5.5 million because he's like the safest option there. He looks rotation-proof. He's, he's not going to be rotated by cool randomly like um, the other, like the wing-backs, likes of, you know, Alonso, Chilwell, James. And, um, so, Rudiger is one of the best options if you are considered a Chelsea defender. Um, I think, I've seen some fantasy manager talk about uh, Christensen, 5.0 because he's cheap very cheap i think it's a very good option but you need to consider the fact that christensen could be back or rather um i said christensen Thiago Silva could be back and could replace um, christensen in that middle spot so watch out for that also considering chelsea to me me, is just either the defense or the attack the if it contributes the likes of kai javier and mount and Jorginho who I think it's still on pens if they have not given it to Lukaku. but um they just keep a lot of clean sheets and i think going forward from game week seven game week eight a lot of managers will be even doing double chelsea clinch double chelsea defense rather to get that double clean sheet so um james is one of a very good option there he seems nailed on that right wing back spot because Aspie is playing more of the top center back now so I think I like Rich James. The only downside to picking James right now is he's going to miss game week four after getting a suspension after getting sent off against Liverpool last week. So he's going to miss game week four, but he'll be back after that for the Tottenham and um, Man City game. He's a very good option, I think. What what I love what I love about James is that attacking return. So despite any team he's playing, he's kind of fixture proof because once he gets forward, he can you know give those. He can he can give that clean sheet, he can give that clean sheet, also give the assist and also give that attacker return. So he can pass to Lukaku like he did against Arsenal and score. And he can also, you know, he's not afraid to shoot. So James is one of the best options at 5.6, a very good option. But it's best to bring him later in game A5 if you are not by carding now. Then the best option up front is Lukaku. This seems to be a lot of um I think he he also broke a record for his nation having 100 appearances scoring 67 goals which is good but he had a minor issue or knock after the game will it be fit for gimmick four? I think so I think so but if he's not um he's still a good option going forward should we bring Lukaku now Ah, uh, I don't know I don't think so I mean the Aston Villa game is going to be very easy for Chelsea quite alright because there's the absence of Martinez, Emmy Martinez. Who and Martinez and M. Budia will travel to their countries and they will have to quarantine for some days before they play. So they're missing game week four. Lukaku could be a good option if he starts the game. Now, if he doesn't start the game and is a doubt, should you bring him in? I mean, it depends on the level of risk you're willing to take. If you see hands down, without the injury, Lukaku is like the best captain for game week four. Like, aside all the Ronaldo news, Kaku is like the best option for game before. If he was fit, I think a lot of managers, even though some have already brought him earlier during the, you know, during the international break, I think he's one of the best captains. So, if he's fit, I think he will play the game. I don't think he will miss game before. But if he misses it, um, Timoena could fill in that spot. So, for Chelsea, basically, just look more on the defence if you don't want to face the defense rotation you can also and you have a lot of cash in the bank um you could bring in six million goalkeeper uh Mendy. he's very good he makes a lot of saves and with the clean sheet Kelsey you know produce I think he um is a very good option so and let's talk about white card let me just give you guys um a little update so this part of the show now will be doing a kind of um injury update Injury updates on who is injured, who is a doubt going forward for gimmick for game before, who might not play, who might play. So, I'll be quickly touching on that. And, um, due to the help of Ben Dinery, so for um, for, for Chelsea, for Chelsea. We have with James suspended. I've mentioned that before. So he's ruled out, he's not playing game before. For um Kai Javier, I think there was a report of him being ill. So SSM5, it's a five percent chance he'll be back. Can't can had a foot injury, ankle injury, and that is why he missed the game against us now. So there's a 50% chance he'll play. Lukaku also has a tie injury, and there's a 50% chance he'll play. Then there was news about Himic Song. There was news about himing Song being unavailable. Okay, okay, I've seen it. Um, he has a tight calf, tight calf muscle. So the 50% chance song plays, and um Romero's ruled out because of quarantine rules, Luchel Soto is ruled out. I think there's a chance is to is also ruled out, you know, South American nations. So in defense um Tottenham defense looks a little bit thin now so we have we have um regularly on the left uh maybe tangaga will move to the middle with Dyer. then emerson royal will start to make his debut i don't know skip two i saw yeah i, saw, I watched the tv i think of later and i saw skip into one game for england And there's a 25% chance he would play. So I think basically, escape is ruled out. So I'll just pick a few and end it. I think Rasford is still out with the shoulder injury. Jayden Sancho had. A little knock um, so it's a fresh giant chance please, plays. Tom, Tom, they went for a surgery, he did surgery, and the surgery was a but he's ruled out also. To so, tell us, so there's no possible return date as it stands, so that's basically injury update. I'll touch on a few more teams. Smart City, um, the right now is as the last, as that's August 20th. Um, he does 25 percent chance he will play. So we need to see. More news on that. Laporte had the minor you no know, for Spain, but the managers, um you know, eric seems to say that it was more than overload, like a fatigue. So. But he has reported back to Mancini so he, and he looks fit. So that he, he's going to most likely play the next game. Quickly touch on uh, everything and see the injury update. see the same news, you know, time injury. Or rather, okay, time injury set injury. So he might miss the game. So that's that on that injury update. Basically, just I want to bring going forward. In too much time also i'm trying to ask is it time to sell out their first game they had a very you know big win against Newcastle 2-4-2 two two. they won leicester for one and they had a draw against those that started ben Rama and antonio rose from some 50 ownership right now so now going forward western Ham just are changing they play um Then i think they play um one of i think one of my united or so very soon as um, among the next three years three or four games coming going forward so the question is what do we do with our Western assets? Do we sell? Do we hold? There's also the Europa League coming. What do we do with our Western assets? So I think um Antonio for me is like not going anywhere. He's like locked in to further notice at least till maybe when he gets in, because it usually has an issue with his armstrings. So um hopefully that doesn't reoccur. Hopefully that doesn't reoccur. So but he's a very good, good, you know, very good player. Yeah. And he has been on form. Um, I think he's top scorer and also top assistor with four goals and four assists. So, it's a man on form that. Like, should you bring him in? Because form. And he will and he'll be back soon, you know, finally again for his club. So, I don't think you should take out antonio and if you don't have him, i think you can still bring him in, 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 in because he has a decent chance of you know firing and scoring a lot of goals so antonio antonio is, is still must have going forward still must have going forward Berama, in the other hand Berama basically he think he already if I, double digit add of, of you know double digits again like 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 uh click and kick shoot up not even miss I've not seen the rama run in cutting and shoot it's basically you know you know one-on-one you know there's this one one-on-one he has with the goalkeeper which antonio has set up the play for him to score so i hit for a lot of um rice and uh, um you know rafinha and, and, and you know so, so is a very good price. I think uh, if you have Berama now, you don't have. I don't think you should fight yourself to, to bring me in, or except you want to. I don't think you should take that many amounts of heat to bring him in because the other cheaper assets are you know, like Traore and Ismaila Asa. That you could bring in to help you know make your team look very very strong so uh, i think that's our last we're of- coming to the end of the sh- show i hope you guys have been entertained i hope you guys love the content you're hearing um there'll be more content like this coming soon more content like this coming more content too if you have anything you want me to share, if you have anything you want to share with me, message me on, you know, on social media, or on my Twitter page at The FPL Manual, search at The FPL Manual, and I will respond to your tweets there. Also, feel free to message me on any, on any other platform, and we'll, we'll bring a discussion here and discuss them here. So, without any further ado...